I've preached traditional memorial service messages and talked about how God has an army of people and liken that to the, the, the physical, the physical uh, uh, celebrations or, or remembrances that we have and then how God uses people and, and, and equating a spiritual context to that. But there's something that just, the Lord spoke into my spirit this week and He said, I want you to talk about this. And that is simply the pursuit of peace. So I guess there is kind of a, a kind of a parallel, but the pursuit of peace, the pursuit of peace, peace by definition means freedom from agitation or disturbance by the passions as from fear, terror, anxiety, ang uh, anger, anxiety, or the like, quietness of mind, tranquility. Calmness, quiet of consciousness, that is peace. That is what people really try to achieve. The, per, the word pursuit really means the act of following with a view to reach, accomplish, or obtain, an endeavor to attain or to gain. And so really, out of those two definitions, the pursuit of peace really means focusing on obtaining Calm and freedom from disturbances that cause fear, terror, and anxiety. There are a lot of people that are pursuing this very thing. Yeah. As far back as you'd care to go, you will find examples of governments and leaders who were in the pursuit of peace for their people or for their nations. Men and women, as we have talked about, have died for as peace was sought, as they died for it. These battles were necessary because they were, there would always be a challenger to the pursuit of peace that would try to keep it from being attained. When there are troubled, unsettled nations, there will be troubled, unsettled people. When there are troubled, unsettled nations, there will be people that are troubled and unsettled as well. Psalm 33, verse number 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people He chose for His inheritance. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people He chose for His inheritance. Many wonder why peace seems so elusive in our society today. When I was young, I remember a funny sign, and I think I even saw a little statuette that said this. It said, of course your opinion matters as long as it agrees with mine. <laughs> yeah, you reacted the same way I reacted the first time I saw it, and it's funny. It was funny, and you could relate to it as it applied with someone who was opinionated. Someone who always thought they were right. But for the most part then opinionated wasn't equivalent to intolerant. Today there's a segment of our culture that thrives on being opinionated and intolerant of others' viewpoints. If they are different than theirs. And technology has allowed this to be instant and global. This kind of view on life is 
absolutely a recipe for fear, anger, anxiety, and stress. And for those who embrace it, as well as those who get drawn into that negative, godless, and seemingly endless unrest, you will never find peace as long as you allow these influences into your life. Some people feel compelled to be a part of the discussion that has little merit. The discussion that has only the purpose of stirring up things. May I tell you that's exactly what the enemy of your soul wants you to do. He wants you to be stirred up. He wants you to be restless. He wants you to be worrisome. He wants you to be lacking peace. He wants you to be uh, looking at the circumstances and not looking at the one who is the victor over the circumstances. Your pursuit of peace must focus on your actions that will help you to attain calm and freedom from disturbances that cause fear, terror, and anxiety. There are apps that are available that you can use that their goal and their purpose is to bring calm into your life. Just buy this app and put it on and... You know, there are companies that have instituted programs and apps to help people deal with the stress. And none has been more uh, permeating in our culture than after the past year where many people have had to deal face to face with new stresses and new situations that none of us have had to face. And new levels of stress and anxiety and fear and stress, all that kind of stuff. But for $1.99 a month, you can have a cure. (laughs) Your pursuit of peace must focus on actions and not apps that help you to obtain calm and freedom and peace Fear from fear, free from fear, terror, and anxiety. How do I do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. You have to recognize that there's only one way that you can have lasting peace. And this is both to acknowledge and to accept that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. The Messiah, the Son of God. Isaiah 9, 6, 700 years before his appearance as a babe in a manger. It says, for unto us is born, unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Jesus came to this earth as a baby born in a manger to a virgin named Mary. He lived for 30 years and then began his earthly ministry to show people that he was the promised Messiah. And as he was teaching his disciples and preparing them for their life on earth, after he would be the perfect sacrifice for their sins on the cross, the Prince of Peace told them this in 
John 14, 26 and 27, he said, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with some. No, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Thank the Lord for that because the world doesn't know how to give peace. I don't give you the pseudo peace that the, that the world tries to give you, that tries to sell you, that, try, that tries to say, get in touch with your feelings, find other people who are getting in touch with their feelings, and you can all get in touch with your feelings together, and then everybody's going to feel just so wonderful on the inside. That's not how it works. How it really works is what Jesus said. He said, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's pretty strong. How many of you are parents? How many of you have parents? That's a given. You all would have had to have had parents. I just hope you understand that. Um, there is something to be said when somebody says, like a parental authority, you if I've told you once I've told you a hundred times I understand our world of positive affirmation and there's some sense to this you tell a kid don't run and he hears run he doesn't hear the don't he hears the run let's walk please let's don't run but Jesus isn't taking that approach he says do not be afraid he already said I will give you peace I'm giving you my peace. That's like saying, okay, we're going to walk through here. And then the next time, they're not walking, they're running. It's like Jesus not going up here and saying again, well, let's walk through here. Don't run! Don't run! I've already told you I'm giving you my peace. Oh, I'm going to let this turmoil take over my life. He's not going to say... I'm going to give you my peace. I'm going to give you my peace. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. That's what he's saying. The reason Jesus said this is because that he could leave peace with them and give it to them is because he is the Prince of Peace. He then follows up with, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. In other words, don't participate in the unrest, the anger, and the frustration of society. Instead, go on to the pursuit of peace that is only found through Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. And he went on to tell his disciples this in verse 32 of John 16. He said, A time is coming and in fact has come when you, will, when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone for, I thought, for my Father is with me. And in verse 33 he says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble." But take heart, I have overcome the world. And if he has overcome the world, and he says, I have told you this, because you know, it's a fact, you're going to have trouble in this world, but Jesus is the overcomer of the world, and its system of fake peace, and all of this stuff, but let him, the Prince of Peace, can you believe that in this world you're going to have trouble? Yes. 
Take heart, Jesus has overcome the world. You can also overcome the world because you have a personal relationship with Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Romans 8, 28 through 39 says this, and we know that in all things, everybody say all things, all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been the called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed in the image of His Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. Verse 31, Romans 8. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Everybody say, who? My grandpa was a preacher. And I remember one time he preached and he said, If God be for us. And there's a great big pause. And the congregation said, then who can be against us? And my grandpa, he said, then the devil's up against us. Yeah. Now, that's not what the Bible says. It says who? But that's stuck in my mind because we know for a fact the devil's up against us. But he's not even given the words in here. In other words, the way I took that was who? Meaning that the devil who shall be nameless because who is he? He's nobody. I'm not even going to give him the prints on the words on a page because he is nobody. We're going to leave it at who because he is nobody compared to the Prince of Peace. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sakes we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Everybody say conquerors. conquerors. You're not a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Through Him who loved us. Through Him, Jesus, who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Are you, as you are on the pursuit of peace, remember that you are more than a conqueror. A conqueror means one who subdues or reduces by force till resistance is no longer made. One who gains victory. By force, Jesus took the victory over the devil when he died on the cross and on the third day he resurrected and today he sits at the right hand of God ever interceding for us. By force, he took the victory. He was the conqueror and we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything. That means nothing. But in every situation, everybody say every situation. That pretty much says it right there. Everything in your life, whatever it is. By prayer and petition. I want you to see this. By prayer. 
Not by conversation. Not by thought. Not by worrying. Not by wringing your hands and wondering what's going on. But it's by prayer. In your prayer closet. By prayer and petition. By prayer and petition. With thanksgiving. Present your request to God. When you do this. And which connects. And the peace of God. Which transcends all understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus. We need our hearts guarded. With the peace of God. In your pursuit of peace and happiness, your search will be a miserable failure unless you accept Jesus because it's all about Him. He is the Prince of Peace. 1 Thessalonians 5, 1-3 says, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write, write to you, for we know, for you know that very well in the day of the Lord, that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. This passage speaks about the attitude of people just before God brings judgment on them during the great tribulation period. And as people continue to hope for peace and safety during the continuing rise of social and civil unrest, they're not going to find it. They will not escape. Why is this? Because their pursuit of peace has excluded Jesus. That's exactly why. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the only one who can bring peace. 1 Thessalonians 5.4 says this, But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. That word sober really means it doesn't mean drunk it doesn't mean not to be drunk it means to be um, to be attentive to not be lulled to sleep talking in a spiritual sense for those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk get drunk at night but since we belong to the day let us be sober there it is again be sober be solemn be serious putting on Faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation, which is Jesus, as a helmet. For God did not, leave, did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that what, whether we are awake or asleep, not talking in a spiritual sense, but talking in a, in a, uh, not talking in a, uh, an actual sense of being asleep or awake, but in a spiritual sense. We may live together with Him. In other words, dead in Christ or still living. Either one of those. 
because we have placed our faith in him to receive salvation. He says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as in the fact as in fact you are doing. That's why we're here. That's why we meet together. That's why we don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together, because we want to be here to encourage each other, to lift each other up, to build each other up in our faith and to just remind each other of who Jesus is. And I hope you feel encouraged when you come to church. Church is not a place where you're supposed to get beat down over the head. It's a place where the Word of God is revealed in power and the anointing that goes forth and causes that Word to take root. Well, sometimes I just feel like the pastor stepped on my toes. Not this pastor. My, my, my business is not stepping on toes. If you feel something that isn't what you like from a message... Um, check out to make sure that it's not something that I said because that's not my intention. But if it's the Word of God inside you that says something's not right and it needs to align with this. He reminds me on a regular basis that, hey, remember what my, what my Word says. Folks, Jesus is coming soon. And we can look around and we can see the signs of people seeking their own version of peace, which really have nothing to do with Jesus. But they will never find it. But you can come along in the pursuit of peace and you will find it, but only if you pursue Jesus. He's the only one who can give you the true peace, security, calm, and joy deep down on the inside. I remember when I was a teenager, I, I knew a lady who was going through a lot. She, she was a single mom, had a teenage kid. She didn't have a lot of money. Sometimes she would give me a ride to church. There was a period when I lived in Longview, Texas. and She was a joy to be around. She was always positive, always smiling. But I knew she struggled. I knew she had times when her washing machine wouldn't work. Had times struggling financially. And I just simply asked her, I said, you know, I'm 15 years old. And I said, how is it that you can be so happy all the time? Because I know what's going on in her life. And she said, I might be going through the darkest time of my life, but you will never know it. And that has stuck with me. And the reason that most people wouldn't know it is because she releases that over to the Lord. And then what she projects to other people is not an extension of her struggles and her problems in life, but a light of Christ. And if more of us can get to that place, how do we get to that place? Because we have a relationship with the Prince of Peace. Lord, I can't fix this. I can't do anything about it. I've done everything I know to do. And I'm going to just turn it over to you. And I'm going to let you deal with it. And then I'm going to have peace. Because I've done that. And in a human way, the enemy of your soul is very good at Bringing things back to your mind. You know that problem is still there. You know that your utility is going to get cut off on this certain date. You know that you're not really sure how you're going to be able to do this. 
You know that that relationship is not where it's supposed to be. And you say, Lord, I've done everything according to your word. I can't do anything else. And we do as Job did. Though he slay me yet, will I trust him? There is an eternal trust that we can live, we can live in when we trust the Prince of Peace. His peace will last forever. And it will not be tied to a life relationship or circumstance or anything that's going on in your life because his peace is really all that you need. Remember Jesus' words, and I'm going to close with this verse, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Whatever you're going through today, let the Prince of Peace come alongside you and let him touch you in a way that only he can. I can give you encouraging words. I can try to engage you in conversation. But it's never going to be as meaningful as when we say, Lord, I surrender to you. The first step is to acknowledge him as Lord and Savior of your life and say, Jesus, I trust you for my salvation. I trust you. And then the second is to say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. I want you to be Lord over every part of my life, which includes all the stuff that I can't do anything about. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today. And I thank you, Lord, because you are the Prince of Peace. Jesus, you give peace when peace doesn't seem to be able to be found. We know that the enemy of our soul does everything he tries, that he will try to do to distract, to destroy us, and to bring turmoil to our lives. But we also know that, Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. I thank you. Because you are my peace. I trust you right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.